Hello, it's Kiss. You're listening to Ergo. What we do here is showcase the folks reshaping the culture of Chicago for the more equitable and creative. We have a very, 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 that's two extra varies, exciting show for you this week. We're excited to bring you the first ever Ergo Live. We had a great time putting this show together and bringing it to a live studio audience here at the Cards Against Humanity Theater a couple weeks ago. And we're really excited for you to get to hear it. This is going to be the first of a series that we're doing. More details soon for the next one. It's going to be in July. Um, so keep an ear out for that. But this one was a blast. We had the wonderful Jay Bambi, a.k.a. Jasmine Barber, and Green Slime as our two guests. And then a special guest co-host at the very end. So you got to stick around for that. We wanted to give a couple thank yous for the folks who helped make this show possible. As always, shout out Rosie Fitz, Jennifer Pagan, and Ellen Mayer for their production help working the door, the bar, and general front of house. We wanted to thank Cards Against Humanity for providing the wonderful theater. We wanted to thank our associate producer and resident cutie pie, Davon Clark, for working the live stream camera and just being a fantastic addition to our team for the live show and week to week. He's just such a joy to work with. And we really wanted to thank Windmill Ginger Brew for the delicious couple cases of non-alcoholic ginger beer. You can get their ginger beer at farmer's markets all over the city, including the Logan Square Farmer's Market on Sundays and Andersonville on Wednesdays and Daly Plaza downtown. So make sure you get some delicious Windmill Ginger Brew and find out more about them at windmillgingerbrew.com. So without further ado, let's get into our first ever live episode of Ergo. Here we go. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? Everybody make some noise for yourselves, making it outside. Everybody give a big round of applause for Amika, a.k.a. Big Tree, for that introduction. We appreciate y'all. But sincerely, one more time, make some noise for yourselves, for being alive, waking up, potentially washing your ass, and being outside. I, I affirm you. I congratulate you. This is not easy. How you feeling, Kiss? I'm good. I also left the house today. You did. And went to a thing. As the show's progressed, we've gone to fewer and fewer and fewer things. So we had real anxiety about doing this, right? Because we don't go nowhere. So the, the, the idea that people will leave your house, get in some type of vehicle, and come here is amazing. So I am, I am shocked. I have stopped going outside. So here's the thing I do. Anybody RSVP? Anybody do that? Shout out, shout out. Shout out to the free RSVP. Shout Thank out to the free. Thank you for providing your email. You so Look much. forward to the mailing list. That'll be fantastic. So here's the thing I do in the city now. So I have a lot of friends that perform, right? Like if y'all listen to the show, you know we know a lot of people. There's always something going on every week. Uh, and I can't go outside no more. I like, I freak out. I trip out. And so I will buy a ticket, right? And then hope that I make it. And I rarely ever do. I have oh. not been outside since 1997. <laughs> We do like community announcements at the beginning of the show, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, that sounds like a good show. I hope I make it." <laughs> um, but thank you all for making it here. This is the first Ergo Live we're doing in the city of Chicago. Make some noise one more time for that. We are also very, very proud that everybody has a seat to sit down in. Oh one of the th- reasons why I don't like going outside is because I hate standing up. And so everywhere you go, there is a alarming, absurd rate of <laughs> a lack of optional seating. And so that is like a big campaign. If you are a deep listener to the show, you know, if we could affect anything, school closings. Yeah. That'd okay. be big. 
all right, you know, police abolition, yeah, yeah. But at any venue, we want to make sure that there's optional seating. And so that is our campaign all forever. We're running for a co-alderman of the 79th Ward, and we will be putting optional seating <laughs> in every venue. <laughs> What's your trick? Tell them how you lie about it. <laughs> it's not a lie. I you would lie. Say. You would call it just in a, a like... Bald-faced lie. For the sake of the joke of this moment, yes. So I was, <laughs> so I was at a, uh, a show at Lincoln Hall, and it was um, it was a Joseph Chilliam show. It's about a year ago. Pivot. Any Pivot fans in the house? There we go. A delayed pivot. It's still a pivot. I'll take it. And I have a not a bad back, but my back hurts from time to time, as does all backs at He's this lying. point, I think. And uh, I just went up to the, like, the bouncer, and I was like, hey, I have a bad back. Can I have a chair? There was no seating in Lincoln Hall. He went to the bar. Got me an elevated stool, and I placed that right in the middle of the crowd. <laughs> the entire show, just soaking it in, like, yes. Do a little, like, two-step in my seat. It was perfect. Um, so we wanted to make sure for this first show, you know, you can stand if you want to stand, but there is abundant optional seating, and I'm glad that we can move forward from there. Did anybody talk to somebody you didn't know today? Uh, uh. That's I know it's a little it's a little tricky, right? You just kind of came in, you do your fake high. See, here's here's my other thing, right? So, name? you go outside, you go to a place. There's not a place to sit, right? Unless you get there early, and who the fuck is ever gonna be early? <laughs> and so, you get there, right? And now you got to do all this talking, and everything is relegated to small talk, and small talk makes my booty itch. And so, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to like. Not always be stuck in the, yeah, how you doing? Oh, yeah, oh, you working on your shit? Oh, man, I heard your thing. Oh, you just got off tour? Oh, what was that? That's why. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so. It's dangerous, though. It's dangerous because small talk degenerates. It can degenerate to no talk, which is, I think, at least for me, the deep fear is that I'm going to be standing and we're going to be, you know, oh, so how's the, uh, the cat? <laughs> it was good to see you. And then yeah. I'm gone. But the other danger is you try to jump past small talk. And then you accidentally find yourself in inappropriate big talk. Inappropriate big talk is a problem. Nothing is worse than non-consensual big talk. <laughs> you, you're drinking a beer or something. Somebody's like, you know, Fanon said that the dying colonial project is... Like, get the fuck out of my face, man. So We need consent for big talk, deep talk. So what we are offering to the people today and moving forward is, is the sweet spot that we all want to be in. Medium talk, right? Like, how do we warm each other up? How do we check on each other? But we don't go too deep, you know? We got we to gotta wait for that. You got to warm that up. You got to loop exactly. that up. <laughs> and we try to stay right in the middle. And so that's what we want y'all to do here today with each other as well. So we're being silly, but a big part of what our show is about is about a community, right? In this city, there are all of these fantastic movements that have been going on for the last few years, whether it's on the political, social side. We've been part of this cultural renaissance that's been developing, right? And these things are overlapping. And so what we've been trying to do is document the people that shape this movement, right? That shape our city, shape our world, and what we say is making the world more equitable and creative. And what we believe is communication and dialogue is needed to do that, right? So we want y'all right now to do a little exercise. Is that cool? You thought you were going to be an audience. No, 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 no. no. We're no. breaking that, right? So we, what we say is that this, this podcast, this show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I understand. This show is putting people in conversation, right? And so the idea is if you listen to all 185 or so episodes, you're hearing a big conversation of people talking to each other. But we also want to not be abstract and literally put people in conversation. And also, before we, before we do it, I know everybody's on the edge of their optional seat that you are so fortunate <laughs> to have. Everybody, raise your hand. Or, you know what? I'm going to do a pastor moment. Stand up if you have been on Ergo and you're in the audience right now. We just want to thank y'all for coming out. We want to thank y'all for being out on the show. 
They were really great episodes. We really appreciate y'all. Much love. We wouldn't be able to do this without people like y'all. So thank you so very much. So for people who've been on the show, and I assume that you listen to the show, if you if you took the risk of coming outside, we (laughs) (laughs) we always like to start each episode with like a almost like a spiritual practice almost, Uh, and we ground it with a two part question. And that question is: In this time, define time however you want. On this day, this hour, this season, this lifetime. How is the world treating you, and how are you treating the world? So we're gonna take about we're gonna give about two minutes, and we want y'all to ask each other that question. You're gonna pair up into split into a diet, turn to someone. It could be someone you came with, someone you didn't come with, and you're gonna ask each other that two part question. In this time, how is the world treating you, and how are you treating the world? And make sure you listen to the answer, because again, optionally, but we are gonna ask you to share back what you heard from the other person. Okay. Work. All right, two minutes and go. Bang. Slime over there, sounding the alarm. Finish your sentence. Finish All right, your five, four, three, two. If you love yourself, say I know that I'm beautiful. I know that I'm beautiful. This time, like you mean it, say I know that I'm beautiful. Now look at somebody, say, I know that you're beautiful. If you love your city, say, I know that we beautiful. Make some noise for yourselves. You believe the words that just came out your mouth. So, a couple of volunteers. Does anybody want to report back what they heard? So, we're not trying to hear what you said. We're testing your listening skills. Did your partner say anything interesting? What's your name? What's up, Torio? What's your partner say? She concurred with what I said. I said phenomenal. Okay. The world is treating me phenomenal, and I'm treating the world the same way, phenomenally. Okay. All right. And he said, um, you know, very... That is baby Ori Tariq. Hey, baby. Hey, happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Um, He said, can't complain. True, true, true. Yeah. Anybody else want to want to report back anything they heard, anything that was said interesting? So my partner, Mildred, uh, was talking about the wonderful relationship she has with her mother and how her mother just recently graduated with like two masters and how hey. it's like, yeah, right? As we love to say on the show, shout out to moms. Yeah. <laughs> but how that's kind of inspired her uh, through the message, you said, like, speaking no harm, right? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Jump on in there. <laughs> I want to also add this. My mom had brain surgery last year, May 11th, and she graduated with two master's degrees this past Saturday. Shout out to mom. So, Who knew we was getting a testimony like, in here? Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the South Side as well. Yes. Yes. Um, and so what I said is, like, um, it's inspiring me to understand that we're all a part of each other. And, like, that unconditional love and, like, that grit that she has to keep going um, is all for us. And so um, I'm seeing myself in everything and everyone and also, like, in the world. And so. Sydney, since I have the mic, um, has been getting beautiful affirmations for the work that she's been doing. Um, and so she is taking that energy into the world and making sure that she's affirming um, others in the world itself. Right, right. One last one. One more. Anybody else? That was like medium bordering on big talk, but yeah. oh, that was perfect. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was some consensual you went, you went big, big talk. Consensual big talk. <laughs> we got one more right here. Hello. Um, I spoke with Sierra. 
And Sierra said that the world has actually been treating her pretty well. Things are starting to come together for her. Um, did you say like for the first time in a while? But yeah, like everything's starting to come together and she's feeling really good about it, which like she deserves that. I'm happy for her. Um, and yeah. I say, I say. All right. So we're about to get to our first guest. Mm-hmm. And so before we do, we just need to practice, right? Whenever we say there's a guest coming, we're going to have to like turn up our energy a little bit more, right? Like, we can be a little tepid for Damon and Daniel. That's fine. But and we're comfortable with we're com- Yeah, we, we live in the tepid. We live in the middle, right? <laughs> but but we we invited these people to come because they are people that we really respect, admire, revere, enjoy. Uh, and we want them to feel the warmth of this room. So before we bring up the next person, can we, can we get, like, an applause practice? All right. So, like, in, on three, like, your, your favorite cousin just got home from a long place away for different cultural... <laughs> <laughs> for different cultural contexts. A road trip. <laughs> or like your grandmama just, just made your favorite dish. Everybody, on our next guest is one, two, three. <laughs> I think that feels appropriate. That'll work. That'll work for me, yeah. Usually in stage, you act like that wasn't enough and you make I them do it again. Uh, no, that was very good. That was very good. I'm grateful y'all are participating. Yeah, yeah. Word. All right. Well, there was no further ado. I think we're ready to do it. Up next, our first guest of our first ever Ergo Live here in the city that we love so much is an amazing teacher, performer, spiritual healer, and guide throughout the city. Add some more accolades. One of my favorite people, she is my birthday twin. True. Just the two of us, DMX and Steven Spielberg, holding down December 18th. <laughs> that's, the, that's the crew. Um, but they couldn't make it, so we invited her. No. Um, she's one of my favorite people. She's going to start us off, actually, with a song. Folks, make some noise for, for Jay Bambi. Hey, friend. So, yeah, this song, this is called The Undesirables. I wrote this song on some, like, niggas get on my nerves, G. Like... <laughs> I just can't stand when niggas don't want to admit that they like me. Like, what? You afraid because I'm taller than you? Because I do hella shit? Because I'm psychic? I don't know. Like, that shit is not fair. Like, we all fall short in the eyes of the Lord. So let me, let me fail with you, nigga. Like, don't put me on this pedestal. We can't be on the same level. Now you self-sabotaging. Now you not texting me back. And now you playing me. Now you want to only talk to the petite, light-skinned girls. And it's like, damn, like, you falling into the Eurocentric thing. You know, my mom's light-skinned, and my mom loves me, and she always talks about how beautiful I am. But my mom being light-skinned, sometimes she doesn't know and see some of the things that I went through and felt being dark-skinned. And she's tall, so she understands, and we've had these conversations. But, you know, being able to write it out. So I wrote, like, a very short spurt of, like, mm, niggas make me so mad. I love these niggas, though. What the fuck? And I just wrote this. So, yeah, this is called The Undesirables. Drop that... This is the D'Angelo beat. I'm dropping an album this year. So I'm trying to get, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. So yeah. And I feel like this is a step in that direction of just like saying how I really feel and not being worried about other shit, you know? And this is just a good beat. So I love the fact that the song takes a minute to just sit in. Just a good ass. 
be fetish, make me squeamish. Young girl want that, light and cream shit. Add the weight, I'm breaking seams, bitch. Keep these niggas in your dreams, bitch. Hurt by what you heard and seen shit. Add the weight, I'm breaking seams, bitch. Hurt by what you heard and seen shit. Ice school preview to this scene shit. Dark like my daddy, love like my mom. Ball head jazz, no love from the brothers. Only a secret and only undercovers. Afraid to tell the world that you love her. Pussy tastes like cake, straight out the oven. Niggas' tongues got amnesia all of a sudden. Hiding all your crystals when you leave in the coven. Trying to act like it ain't me that you love it. Love it, love it. Why you trying to front on me? Stunt on me. Why you, why you, why you? Why you don't wanna tell these niggas that you love me? I be fetish, make me squeamish. Young girl want that, light and cream shit. I be fetish, make me squeamish. Shit, it make me squeamish. Thank y'all. Keep it going for Jay Bambi. So Jasmine, we gonna kick it off as we do in this time. How is the world treating you and how are you treating the world? We was over there talking about how, like, the universe is kind of like, nigga, you being weird as hell. Like, I'm trying to give you blessings or I'm trying to, like, put you on game or I'm trying to, like, help you learn this lesson. And, like, why won't you learn it? Like, <laughs> you know, why won't you just do what I say? But I'm in this place right now where me and the universe are, I have a grace period with the universe. Like, my rent is late. Um, and I am working with the universe in this grace period. So I'm going to keep entertaining debauchery for about maybe a couple more days. And then I'm going to wean myself off of the debauchery so that I can stop tweaking on myself. Because sometimes I just got to not worry about being so perfect that I just get lost in the fight that I can make mistakes and I can fuck up. And sometimes mistakes feel good. So like trying to understand that you know, sometimes those mistakes don't even have shit to do with people. Like, sometimes I need to stop smoking. I know I need to stop smoking tobacco. But honestly, smoking a fat-ass wood and just laying in the middle of my floor and listening to jazz music and drinking tea, there's nothing that compares to that. <laughs> but I know that my lungs literally and my anxiety cannot fuck with backwards no longer. So I am trying to be a raw paper girl. I like so. that the universe, the universe is like... You're a couple days late on that inner peace. Yes, and you're like, like, just give me a couple days. I got it. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, I yeah. promise you I'm going to stop. Like, I'm going to stop texting that nigga tomorrow. I promise. Like, <laughs> promise. Like, promise. So it's like. But, but tonight, know, though. You know, like, tomorrow. Like The funny I'm thing is, this about. podcast doesn't come out for a couple weeks. So uh, we'll know. <laughs> we'll know. You, you know what I'm saying? But I just think that, like, that's just, like, the facetious, superficial answer, right? Like, we always want to be like, oh, I'm not listening to the universe about a nigga. But, like. Mine really right now, like, I'm not listening to the universe really trying to, like, th throw me this alley-oop. And I keep dropping the ball because I don't think I'm good enough. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that I don't think I'm not good enough because the universe thinks I'm way better than I think I am. So what I think that I is not my good is just my mediocre to the universe. And the universe is like, you giving like 95, I really need you to give me like a 130, 135, 145. What is this right scale? Like, it's not a real scale. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like Hogwarts. Like the school scale, it don't matter. Like, I just I don't give a fuck if you got an A nigga. Like, can you do this spell? Like, can you, like, can you do this? Like, so I'm trying to like. 
I'm trying to get my spells together. I'm trying to talk to my ancestors more. I got a reading and they told me I need to talk to them more. So I've been putting food on my altar like every 24 hours. I'll just take that off. I pray every morning. I say Psalms 23 every morning. Even though I don't follow any divination, I understand that our ancestors had tools and that's how they use it, like how they make greens on New Year's Eve and how putting out the salt on the ground and like, you know, using your household items. Like just the universe and the world and me are really awesome. I see you, nigga. Like I see you. And I just really want you to see me, vice versa. And we trying to see get you on seeing the core. Me. Like, you know, we trying to get on the core because I wasn't in alignment and mm-hmm. I'm okay with admitting that. And yeah. I think that what how the world is treating you is like she beating my ass right now. Like you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But she's giving me a grace period. So it's like you're in between punches right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like if you do this again, it's gonna hurt more. I gave you a taste of it. Oh, you hate the warning whooping. Oh, like no, the- I got a warning. Look, I don't even need no whooping. Like <laughs> I, I, I think I'm past the Sagittarius age where I need to hit my head so hard that it's bleeding for me to be like, ow, I need to stop. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and anybody who's Sagittarius knows how hard headed. <laughs> okay. So we just have to learn by taking risks. Like we're the gamblers. You know, both you know? DMX and Steven Spielberg are pretty stubborn. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and Jurassic, that rings- dinosaurs, nigga, and yelling. <laughs> I just want to say, Exhibit A, that was that was some grade A medium talk right there. Just <laughs> get right into it. That is what we're talking that was about. beautiful. So one of the things that uh, is fun about having you, you've been on this show before. You were episode five, and we are now at 190. Oh, I so love that number. Pretty, uh, pretty early on. And it was fun going back in prep for this and listening to the episode. Because, you know, From 2015, that's a long time ago. Part of what we like about doing the show is that we're not just talking to these people. We're talking to them in the moment that we sit down with them and things change and evolve. And where you were in the universe in relationship to it was different. So we pulled a clip from that conversation. You cool with us? Playing? It's yeah. a short little clip. Yeah. You go ahead and play it. Yeah. But I kept coming back to this idea of you like bringing the joy or like being like the light in the room. Like you walk in, people gravitating to you and that kind of being like an intrinsic thing. And I think that's true. Do you think that's true? I think it is. And I think it's something I'm not used to. It's just kind of like walking into your own power and how frightening that is, especially as somebody who uh, has always dealt with not knowing what power is, how to use it, how to use it the right way, because there are terrible ways that you use power. And I know I've definitely done those terrible things. And I think that just comes with growing and just realizing that it's just going to come to you, but also knowing that you have to be aware of who you are affecting at all times. What are some of the, like, maybe the best and the worst parts about being the light in the room? Like, where does it where does it feel like a burden and where does it feel like such a gift? Things that are good. I am the light, so that means I am in control in a certain extent of where how much light can be used and how much light I'm going to decide to put away for later. Mm-hmm. So, like, that feels good, but also it becomes a thing because it's like a generator. Like, if the whole building went out, like I feel like a generator sometimes or it's just times where stuff is just really heavy and nobody else in the room got light. A burden is also knowing that you cannot control that you have this gift and you have to just take it for what it is and just take it in stride clap it up for 2015 jasmine so just just hearing that right like like first reflections i I think that you still move in the world uh with that power and with that light about four years later have you learned or grown any way on how to to be this generator for, for your people i think i had to live on my own 
um, and learn how to literally generate my own space to self-generate myself, to be the generator for the people around me. Um, and I've done a lot of research on my birth chart and other things. And I know it's like nature versus nurture. Like you can be your birth chart or not, whatever. But um, I have a lot of tendencies towards martyrdom. And I have a Jesus. My number is 33. I'm a master 33 when you add up my birthday. And like you want to look up your birth. Your life path number is really important. And I'm a 33 and how Jesus was a 33 and Jesus died on the cross. for so a lot of niggas who don't even give a fuck. And I think about how I watch. That would yeah. suck. <laughs> we're getting into that. that, not that guy, we're getting that into the suck. high key talk right now. But like I was watching Black Jesus and literally <laughs> I related so hard oh, because so Jesus do so much shit for you when you're not looking. <laughs> Like, you're breathing right now. Like, even if this is the divination, like, imagine it's just whoever you believe in or just you and your, you being your own person and God and spirit in this universe. But, like, thinking about how, like, we are all so interconnected and things are happening without you noticing. And, like, Jesus be wanting to get an eighth for free or, like, Jesus trying to smoke <laughs> with you. And you like, damn, Jesus, you always want to tell us you die for our sins, nigga. No, I cannot let you hold this weed. Like, and you just like, damn, I relate to this so hard because it's like... It's the times where I really need people. You're just mad that no one's letting you hold the weed. That's you know what I'm right. saying? And that's what I was talking about. Like, black Jesus, like, that's something so minuscule, like, letting Jesus hold an eighth. But, like, <laughs> Jesus, like, holds your life, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you, because now we don't understand a lot of us are, like, deities and, like, walking beings of, like, past heroes and, hero and like, just amazing people. Like, if you believe in African spirituality, we're all walking beings of Oshun, Oya, Agun, Ogun, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just all these people, like, all, you know? And it's like, you don't know how sometimes your humanity is kind of like that pedestal. Like, people always expect me to be happy. Like, can you read me? Like, in the middle of a party, like, nigga, no. Like, <laughs> like or like, can you read my palm? It's like, nigga, I don't read palms. Like, I read tarot cards. Also, you know? wash your hands. Right, you know what I'm you are a lame ass Like, you know, like, and just trying to like navigate people's own ignorance and people's lack of wanting to know themselves, you know, and going to other people to do the spiritual work for you. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so like I, I've had to turn down money and turn down different clients and people I work with because I'm not your therapist. There are people who are paid and clinically trained to do that. And I also think you don't shouldn't cheat yourself. And not saying that tarot can't do wonders for you, but it's like tarot is a tool. Spirituality is a tool, just like everything else. And sometimes people abuse that light. Like now that I live by myself and I'm thinking about this Ari Lennox song, I'm not scared of the dark because I sleep with my lights off because I don't need no $100 light bill. Like, <laughs> and thinking about how certain people don't know how to generate without their own light. Yeah. And, and how people are literally seeking and leeching and looking for somebody to give them this hope that is within inside of all of us. And now you hating on the nigga because they found their truth and their path and you could find the same path because you got your own path and you got your own lane. So it's like, damn, why are you mad at me? I'm just showing you how I did it so you could do it yourself. So it sounds like you know. some of this is turning inward, though. It's like yeah. when you're the person who shines light for everybody, and you're starting to talk about it in the clip, mm -hmm. it's like figuring out how to do that for yourself in a way that isn't just so that you can generate enough for others, but it's like, no, no, maybe part of what I need to do is figure out how to do that for me. Yeah. I'm just imagining how different the offering plate from the look on Sunday. 
<laughs> Instead <laughs> you know, of 10%, everybody going to be throwing saw bucks in the offering plate. You know what? I think that <laughs> ancestors, you know, when you got your altar, they fuck with whatever you're willing to bring to the table. Like sometimes I'll make some good ass food and I have a little bit left and I'll be like, damn, instead of eating this, I'm going to put this on my altar. I want my ancestors to know I know sacrifice. Like I, I want them to know that I don't need everything. I'm willing to give something back. I'm not being greedy. So sometimes I'll put money on my altar or put weed. I'll put weed. I'll throw, like if I get like extra weed from somebody, I will throw a nugget or two on my altar. Or I'll throw lick on there. Like when my godmother passed away, I just threw a shot of tequila on there because she loved tequila. So I just throw a shot of tequila on there for my godmother. And it disappears. You know what I'm saying? Like for people who have altars know how that works. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very big, strong communication that's happening. Um, and I'm trying to keep that so that I can generate myself, you know? Yeah. I would be so salty if my great-great-grandkids were bad cooks. <laughs> yes, you would. Oh, like Macaroni yes. again. Yes. And sometimes I, I use my intuition. Sometimes I ask my answers, like, do y'all want alcohol? Like, sometimes I don't want alcohol all the time. Sometimes they want, like, a random root or, like, a, flowers or they want clean water, or maybe they just want something that you got. Like sometimes I just put Jolly, or if I have candy, or like if I have chocolate, or even I write letters. Maybe I'm not giving you anything, and it's just like just talking, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful practice. And thanks for sharing how yeah. you do that and how you stay grounded. And- yeah. So so one one last question for people to go back and listen to episode five. What you were talking about a lot in 2015 was like being in a space of like hibernating and like taking care of yourself. <laughs> And like getting ready to like taking a year and like getting ready to to pop back out. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> and I, I, I think you you were doing some of that, um, but you have come you know reemerge into the community in ways. I think with your art, yeah. I think you've been dropping a lot of bars. But also at the beginning of this year, you showed up and brought your light when the community was in like you know a very serious time. Yeah. Um, and so we don't have to get like too deep into like all of the the back context. But when there was a, a moment of how do we address the violence and harm that happens within our community, whether it be the right. activists or the, the artists that are prominent in, a, in our city? You responded to a social media moment by gathering an event. So just talk about that, you know, what prompted you to bring your light to that space and in that moment and if you learned anything from that. Because it was appreciated and needed. Thank you. I feel like I was just, I'm sick of niggas. Like, playing. Don't not hear the song. And niggas is gender neutral. You know what I'm saying? I need gender non conforming niggas, femme niggas, mass femme niggas, stud niggas, 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 all niggas. Like, I want to have good parties. Like, I want parties where people can dance with each other and I feel like they got to stand on the wall because you're afraid that you're going to overstep somebody's boundaries and you're not having the right conversations or you don't have the right language, you know? Like, opening up that channel so that we can start having better parties and better communication and better relationships with each other and better sex and all these other things because that's what's getting niggas fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Is that we're doing a lot of these very deep things with very shallow information. You know what I'm saying? Like, without lack of sexual education, without lack of mental education, spiritual education, 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 nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? They closed in schools. And my high school students, I have clips on my phone. Like, I've been doing work with them. And they've been wanting to do more sexual health conversations. So I'm trying to just be an example and change shit. Because I want to break karmic curses in my family. And I don't want to take certain lessons into my children or my next lifetime. I'm trying to dub this shit immediately. So, like, and I can't work when niggas are not doing their part. I can't work when niggas only worried about money. And I think that that work you talking about that popping out is that what's different this time is that I don't 
relying on anybody else to feed my light. I do worry about me being a self-sustaining light Mm -hmm. so that nobody can either A, take advantage of that light and say that they can hold that light over my head, but then also at the same time, if something happens, I'm not codependently waiting on them to give me my light again. And I just think that that was an event of like us coming together and figuring out what we need to do to get on the same page. And restorative justice can only work if all parties are available. People didn't show up. Some people didn't feel like it was a good thing. Some people wasn't fucking with it. Some people were worried that it was going to be some like VH1 bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And like thinking about how it, it hurt, but I just had to follow through. I was in New York. You know what I'm saying? Just taking a break, chilling, just trying to go see my homie and go see her new spot and see them. And I'm working on this the whole time I'm out in New York. And it was such a worthy, worthwhile experience. Like, I I would do it again. You know what I'm saying? I was very tired, very exhausted. I shut down. But I had Trina and Chrislyn and Charles and hella good, amazing volunteers. And Ray Chardet got me the Chicago Art Department space. And, like, things worked out. And I just think that niggas just believe in theyself and just put that in and like as much as cliche shit that sounds at Disney Channel, that shit sound, it's the only thing that matters. Like the best shows, the best music, the best art is always made off of love and just being like, fuck it, it got to get done. I don't matter how much food I got in my system, how much sleep I got in my body, I'm going to take care of my body because now I realize that I do better work when I'm taking care of myself. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that I don't know. I appreciate y'all bringing that up because we're doing another one in June. It's going to be a part of the Brown Skin Lady Show Festival that I've been doing. It's like, if niggas don't want to change their spaces, well, I'm going to make my own space. Yeah. Like, if we not going to have a space where women and other types of women, like, you just not booking the same type of woman. You throwing a woman on at 7 p.m. and you know niggas not getting there until 9.30 and like throwing a woman on there because you like her and you want to fuck on her. Like, you don't respect these women. You don't really care. There's so many stories and horror stories about women going to the studio and can't get work done because this nigga want to talk to her. And now you withholding her tape and withholding her music and withholding her rights. And look at the abortion shit. So thinking about how we literally, if we don't stop this little shit, this is the reason why that big shit is popping off. Exactly. So keeping that in mind, like the Brown Skin Lady show is going to just become like its own light. We had Queen Key and like Shawnee Dez and like Fucking Lulu B. And yeah, and this year, this summer, and I'm excited to announce this. Oh, uh, we are going exclusive. I officially booked a motherfucking yacht for the Brown Skin Lady Show anniversary party. So, the Brown Skin Lady Show anniversary party is going to be on a yacht this summer, and it's going to be on July 12th. So just look out for that shit. We have our first show. It's going to be a whole bunch of different things that are happening this summer. But Drea, the vibe dealer, is going to be headlining our show in June at Empty Bottle. And it's going to be Nexus J, Jim Tree, and Armani Day. And then Asia Martin, who's a really dope homie of mine who I do preach improv with, um, she's going to be hosting. And then Benita Applebun is going to be DJing. Also in the building. Bruh, bruh, bruh. So I'm excited and like trying to do more of that type of shit, For not sure. to be long-winded. But I just feel like I'm going to be keeping this on recording, nigga. Like, I need you to just know that you in a good spot. You just need to keep going. So that like, was you telling yeah. you that? Just me telling me that. <laughs> if we go, I mean, we can only we, we gonna pull that clip back. Yeah, yeah. We run that back. So, Thank yeah. you for coming through, Jazz. Everybody, Thank you so much. round of applause one more time for Jay Bambi. So we're gonna have her back up again at the end of the show, but let's practice one more time. One, two, three. <laughs>
We're ready to do it. Let's do it. This is one of the people that I've known in the city of Chicago the longest, actually. He is an enigma wrapped in a question, I think you said, on the show. <laughs> wrapped in a blunt. <laughs> Rapper, DJ, producer, filmmaker. Talk show host. Talk show host, porn star. I feel like martial arts expert. That might not be true, but I just made that up. That's true? Okay, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, he got the shits. Everybody, please, please, that same energy. One, two, three. For Green Slime. Hey. I didn't get to refill my drink. You mean get another one? Yeah. No, nah, I'll just be refilling this bottle. I carry With this what? bottle everywhere I go. You just... <laughs> Any liquid has to come out of a beer bottle is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, it got to come out this so, bottle. So one, you know, s similar to, to Jay Bambi, just thank you for being here. Like, y'all are two of the... the y'all are special people, man. We we appreciate you. Hold on, I know this man says summer camp. Yeah. Like, basketball. Like, get y'all badass in this gym and play basketball. <laughs> he was in there. He was and, nice. And, I, hey, that's on record. I am officially He nice. was nice. Was like, Anybody can still catch it if they want it. That uh, baby first word is going to be motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my nephew too. Everybody should. <laughs> it might be. Um, so let's start where we start. Tradition in this time. How is the world treating you, and how are you treating the world? The world treated me good. I can't complain. There's a whole like lot of bad things that could have happened, hmm. so I can't complain at all. And treating the world, mm, I think I've been good. I ain't done nothing bad, but like I haven't well, been. Well, we have a list. I haven't been consciously like yeah. doing good things, like you know. It just happens on accident every day. Yeah, yeah, you know, I paid for a lady groceries. I stopped in the middle of the street the other day. I didn't run this other lady over, you know. <laughs> Stuff You're like that. So far. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Stuff like that. Well, in addition to paying for groceries and not running people over, which is a nice combination. It you was old you, as hell. You, walking you, in the, <laughs> just like slithering through the street like yo like, y'all gotta get across the street G. Like, that is the worst because you feel so bad for be for feeling mad and it's not even like you have anywhere you have to go but it's like this is taking 35 seconds of my life right now i had to end stop up like you exactly <laughs> i had to stop it was gonna get hit all right no no ageism but i, I want to start of the many things that you do we mentioned that you're a talk show host and since we're on a talk show i want to start there because i said this the first time you were on I feel like your show is the like bizarro world, other dimension version of us. Like yeah. you're you're talking to some of the same folks. It's kind of this a similar like comfort and energy. For those who don't know, it's one of the funniest things coming out of the city. It's hilarious. Slimes broke ass, low budget show. It's like the ratchet version of Eric. Yeah, 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 for real. So that's what I was gonna ask. What do you think is most similar between the two, and what do you think y'all are doing that we should be doing better? Similar, I would say, is like how we actually care about the artists. You know, we was talking about how a lot of people don't care. They don't give a fuck. Like, you go on DJ Vlad, he like, yo, when the last time you got a brick of cocaine and what's the guy's number? You know what I'm saying? Like, Just making the feds life easy. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we actually care about the artists. We understand artists because we are artists. And so it's like, I know what kind of questions to ask. I know what you don't want to be asked. You know what I'm saying? All that. The difference, and I'm not going to say this is what y'all should do because you shouldn't. <laughs> the difference is when you come to my show, I'm going to get you messed up bad. Like you're going to be drunk and smoking and, you know, whatever else you want to do. 
you're going to be fucked up. And <laughs> you're going to say some things that you will not say anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I try to pride myself on, like, I want to get the the you that you don't want to show people. Mm. I want to get the you that you're not really showing everybody. Not that I'm going to do yeah, you yeah. bogus, but, like, something funny, like. But, yeah, we're trying to, like, get people to that place where they can, like, share the the inner truth through, like, dialogue and love and bring them in. You're like, no, no, just, like, three blunts and a couple drinks. And you get to the same place. Like, think about it like this. You don't even get to see your favorite artist smoke a lot of the time just because of the stigma around weed and shit. People don't know Queen Latifah be smoking. You still don't know Queen Latifah smoke. She smoke. You know what I'm saying? It's like people still be scared to... to it's weed. We smoke with weed. You know what that I'm saying? That is such a specific celebrity. Right. Because when I found out, I was like, Queen Latifah blow it down. <laughs> She blow it down. She is, I would say, one of the three most successful rappers of all time. If you think about who's transitioned into we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. Will oh, that's, Smith. that's a full episode. But her Will Smith and our arch nemesis might be on that list. Oh, you're talking about uh LL Cool J. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Nick Cannon, but, nah. but similar. You don't, similar fuck, you don't fuck with Nick Cannon either? No, nah, I had to stop messing with Nick Cannon because somebody that I know and respect met him personally and they say he a real nigga, so. I had to stop with a Nick Cannon slander, but LL Cool J, LL he don't get it all day. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck LL Cool. Matter of fact, while I have and, people and here, because he traumatized me when he said that, do it to these meatballs. <laughs> I so, was I was having dinner with my grandma, and we was eating spaghetti. <laughs> we was eating spaghetti and meatballs, so I had this vision of LL Cool J jumping on my grandma's table and fucking the plate. Oh, so God. I'm like, yo, forever, he out of here. Just, just oh. for me, just while I have people, oh my God, and a microphone. If if you are willing to no mic and no beer, man. On three, can we can we get a fuck LL Cool J going? One, two, three. Fuck LL Cool J. Oh wow, I'm at home, man. Y'all see into deep. This is why I came outside. I had a little shiver. I just remember into deep. I'm like, ooh. That was beautiful. Talk about LL. He a gangster. So just so just real quick, also to like do our our interview due diligence. You are a super homie, right? Like you are. Somebody I love, but like around town, like My anybody God. who knows you, Slime is that dude. You collaborate, you make space with people, you link up. And you recently just did a project linking up with another homie, another Ergo alum who's in the building. Everybody shout out Kari. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Kari, that dirty motherfucker right there. So y- y'all y'all just released a project. Operation Hennessy, that? man, that shit is super fire flames. This motherfucker could rap crazy. He got crazy bars. I'm happy that we got to do it, complete it. Why Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou? Clips. Uh, some high shit. Really. For those who don't know, at the end of a few of the, songs, I mean, for me, I think we. There. I don't know if we got different reasons, but for me, <laughs> you never talked about it. Uh, not really. No, <laughs> I mean, we didn't really talk about it. It was just like we together, and some shit happened, and I'm like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. I right, boom, boom. I right, fuck it. Nobody said no, so this what it. <laughs> but basically, to me, I feel like a thief in the industry, kind of, because I be places that like. You know, I can admit, I probably, what am I doing it? Sometimes I'm like, huh. what am I doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, Mick spoke at Harvard twice. For those who don't know, Slime DJs and uh, works with Mick Jenkins really close. Yeah, fuck that nigga. We gonna keep going. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I DJ for him. as my mans. He was speaking at Harvard. I'm up there with my homies from the block in Harvard, smoking weed. Like, how high? Like, what's dude name? The little corny motherfucker with the glasses? He's smart as hell. Oh, damn, he teach at Harvard. You know what I'm talking about. Henry Louis Gates. <laughs> you just <laughs> Shout out my nigga Henry. He know what it is. He trying to smoke a bag. He, 
another motherfucker that might, you know. Yo, you know he smoked. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. we walk off the elevator like loud as fuck. You know, Chicago Maria. Yeah, gee, whoa, oh man, where the fuck the woo? The first come walk off, the band. That was actually the concept. Yeah, like when you come off the elevator, you walk into his class. So we're we we do not know that. We just come out, yeah, gee, woo. That's Look a power around. Move. Oh, damn. Hey, shh. Delron, shh, shh. This Harry Louis Gates sitting right here <laughs> teaching a class to all these rich motherfuckers on Irving, song, song, song. And here come in the motherfuckers y'all talking about. You feel me? So they all like, <gasps> and he hops up, like, what's up? What's up? Respect. Oh, 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 respect. Alright, you know, it was a weird dap, but they okay. Didn't, they didn't know you were gonna have visual aid, that you were the visual aids. Now you got on a bow tie. Yeah. It's like we came in the exact like moment, like we visual the A's. So So how do you think about that though? If you you know but it was, that's one version of place that you're like, maybe I'm not, you know, it sounds like an, an I'm not gonna say I, I'm thing. not supposed to be here, but it's like, why am I here? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's how I felt. Is there a spot where you were like, I'm not supposed to be here? And then by the end of it, you felt like Oh, there was something here that like lined up that I didn't see connected to me. That first initial discomfort, kind of like to what we were talking about about going out. You, oh, it feels oh yes, we was at Alchemist House, which is one of my favorite producers, and Mick had a session, and I was just trying to you know beat it, play the background. I just came on. I'm, my job today was we smoking weed, kicking it. Okay, <laughs> you going to the studio for your session? I could come. I don't have to come. All right, I'm gonna come. I know we going to Alchemist House. You could have said something. I would have. I would have changed my shoes. Like my friend Al. Yeah. We get to Alchemist House. You know, I'm letting them do their thing. We in this little tight little studio. I get on my SP with my headphones on. I'm just in my world, making my beats, thinking, you know, maybe when he done with this, we could work. <laughs> Alchemist come over. He like, yo, what you doing? I'm like making a beat, stupid. Like, yeah, let me hear that. I let him hear this shit. He like, yo. Come in this other room. I go into another room. He got a big ass studio. He like, yeah, hook that shit up. Like, ooh. So I end up playing beats for him for like an hour and a half. So I'm just going crazy playing. He asked me all these questions. So when I got there, I'm like, holy shit, I'm at Alchemist House. And when I left, I'm like, Alchemist ain't shit. He was asking me questions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I would think when I meet you, I'm gonna be, how do I, how do I, how do I? Yeah, and yeah. the question he asking me, I'm like, oh damn, like I've been sleeping on myself and the niggas mm. I know, like. We farther along than we think. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. So we had you on in 2016. I believe it's episode 91. So almost like 100 episodes exactly ago. And a lot of what you're talking about is like similar to our conversation now. It's kind of just like the adventures of Green Slime, whether it's the debauchery of just being in the city or traveling the world with Mick. I feel like you're going go to you're gonna go to space in life. I feel like you're going to end up in space at some <laughs> oh, point. Oh, no. Yeah. Actually, yeah. What's the story behind that? We didn't, we didn't know that that picture. So for the flyer, for folks who saw the flyer uh, <laughs> all the way here, it's, it's actually a, a historic photograph. I was in South Africa. Damn. Was I in Joburg? I can't remember. I've been he there. Flexing. He flexing. Bro, I've been there a hell of time. All I should tell you this other story. I don't know if y'all know Davido. Man, I'm going to tell you something later. Like, <laughs> man, Davido. <laughs> Money for you. Yo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, he's huge. Balls. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, bro, 12 new Benzes in a row. What's, what's up? We going to the club. Like, he crazy. Anyway. You know you can only drive one. <laughs> None of y'all got a license, first off. <laughs> Anyway, we was walking down the street in uh, Soweto, and some kids actually came up to us rapping. They knew our shit. It was dope. And then, you know, I had my wood rolled, looking for the perfect spot to smoke. 
I saw Nelson Mandela's house. And some friends of mine wanted to go take the tour. So I was like, you know what? I would feel really good about myself if I smoked this blunt at Nelson Mandela house. Like for my own pride and myself, mm-hmm. the rest of my life, I'm like, yeah, you that dude. You can't tell. You, you was smoking at Nelson, Man- Nelson Mandela house. Can't nobody else say that I go back home. Like, hey, I was at Nelson Mandela's house smoking dope. They like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I flexed on myself. Yeah, yeah. That. Do you think he smoked? Ooh. We, I think we, he, so far I think he probably did games. at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Put it on the altar. There you go. Word. So let's pull up. Hey, if my grandkids ain't got no weed on their altar, I'm hauling the shit out the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> so in the vein of that, let's listen to, to what we talked about with Slob a little bit a couple years ago. I do try to be more cautious of my outlets because some of them have been <laughs> destructive mm. to myself and others in the past. You feel me? So now I'm a lot more responsible and just like Aww. I keep an eye out. You feel me? And for real, like other like drugs and shit, it's like a grown slime. Yeah, grown slime for real. But it, <laughs> it took me like seeing people I knew on on more serious drugs and shit. You feel me? Yeah. Seeing people really have problems with it yeah. to be like, damn, like maybe this whole not nah, give a fuck <laughs> like <laughs> attitude is kind of dangerous. Yeah. Maybe we should like you know. Amend it just a little bit. Like, we gotta give a little fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so I, you know. That's a t shirt right there. Yeah. Yeah, Give a small fuck. Let's partner on that. Give a little fuck. And that's just me. Like, I got a lot of homies who want to get there, but they don't agree. So, in the vein of like medium talk, like listening back to this today, that feels like the idea of like giving a medium fuck. Right. Right. And so, where are you at with that idea now? Well, well, actually, that that was like giving a super fuck. That was that was big. I, I'll keep it real. That was when I was like, kind of like detoxing. Like I was not doing nothing, not drinking. I was just chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to not put nothing in my body at all and see what's up with that. When I did that interview, you feel me? I could hear it in my voice. Like it's like, ah, like I'm kind of like shaky. You feel me? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm in the medium now, where it's like you could have fun sometimes, but hey. If you're drunk at Monday morning again, like I was last week, yeah. you know, calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? And I didn't have that voice before to be like, "Hey, nigga, calm down." Like, yeah. do you think you had do. to? You think you had to go all the way to the like super giving a fuck to get to the medium giving a fuck? Oh, for sure, man. I don't know how all my friends are still my friends. I was annoying as fuck during that time. I was like, "Y'all want to get fucked up tonight?" Like. The fuck you, what? what? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Let's get this money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm back to partying. I threw all that shit out the window. I ain't crazy like I was, but you know, I was just a medium give a fuck, like so, you said. So you, you're talking about like a balance. Would you say that there, a balance. Were, there were any like stops on the journey that helped you learn the need for this balance? Yes. <laughs> Care to elaborate? I took nine hits of acid and went out of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Nine. For anybody that done did acid, nine his is a lot of fucking <laughs> That's a lot of fucking <laughs> It's enough to have you seeing things that are not there for 48 hours. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. And not feeling you, yeah. right for like two weeks. Huh. That was the first step. That was a long time ago. There's many more things that happen. I've had you a didn't walk life. out of that like, I got to check. You were like, huh, interesting. It's been weird situations, weird things happen. People offer you things. Just weird shit, bro. Like, I done did shit on accident. You know what I'm saying? Once you keep having these horrible fucking situations, yeah. 
you have to sit back and say, oh, shit, maybe this shit just ain't happened to me randomly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to play the part. That don't happen to Trail. That don't happen to Kari. Like, this shit don't never happen to Def C. Like, what are they doing differently? Oh, okay. Boom. Fuck. They're not taking drugs from random people in the park at 3 a.m. Oh, all right. That makes sense. It is a you hear that, Ori? Yeah. <laughs> For real, I'm gonna keep it 100. If he don't have no shoes on, do not do no drugs with that man. Straight up, you gotta have some some, some dude balance song like some sketches even like come on. Just a Healy. Just throwing. He barefoot. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh my god. Well, it's great to see that growth and that change and, and figuring it out. Thank you for coming through and being part of the show. Make some noise for Green Slime, everybody. Ooh. You stay right here. And in the spirit of putting folks in conversation, we want to welcome Jay Bambi back to the stage Ooh. one time. Yeah. Also, shout out to Rosie, Jennifer, and Ellen for all of their help. Ooh. We appreciate you so much. Y'all so cute in your Ergo tees. Go cop those, $20 low. So part of the theme, right, is this like idea of medium talk and like finding the ways that, that we can gather together in the ways that are most regenerative, healing, exciting, fun, turned up, whatever. Uh, so for y'all, when it comes to like going out the house to a thing, we have covered we as like a, a, a first step. But what are some elements or some criteria you need to feel comfortable to feel your fullest self for your light to shine brightest when interacting with the world and engaging this this wild ass community we got? I mean, we we said we said all right, we, all right. We said we first we got weed. and then second. I need some weed. I need my house keys, and I need my ID. And I don't really like hearing a person shit. I don't like purses. I need whatever I can fit into the tiniest little compartment ever, so I do can just be free. For sure. What about you, son? Weed, pistols. No, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate coming out of my house. I love my couch. I love the TV. I love just smoking at home. You want to hang out, come over. You're not going to see me otherwise. So then what are the criteria? If I come out, I got to have some joints rolled up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I kind of time it off that. Like, yo, when this shit run out, go home. Your okay, so what are the things that once you've got out and that are there... Make the experience the my most homies. enjoyable. My homies is the right. only thing. Right, right. My yeah. homies is the only thing. Anything else I could get anywhere else. If my homies is there or somebody I ain't seen in a minute, somebody I ain't expected to see. I walked into some shit the other day. You was there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, Drew. I don't know. I don't think you was there. No, nah, you <laughs> might have been there. You was there. What was that? Kari found it. I was walking down the street with Kari. He was like, let's, oh, yeah, we was let's walk in here. I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's walk in here. I would like to see the homies. So what would be one type of event or one quality of an event that we need in the city that would get you at your house more? Oh, gee. I literally have been working on this. I love parties. I'm trying to throw a party all the time. I think niggas need Strippers. food. Okay. Um, <laughs> possibly. You know what I'm saying? Food. Whatever you consider food to be. You know what I'm saying? But like, you need food. You need water. Like, I need the things that I could have in my crib here. If you're going to have everybody crunched up in this little ass room and ain't no chairs and there's barely no signal in here. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, so true. <laughs> slow ass wife, especially if niggas not having fun. I need good energy. How about you, son? What would be a type of event or something that could happen at events in oh, Chicago that see, would get you to go out more? I thought I figured it out. I was doing like little video game joints, like come to the club. We got 10 TVs, N64, but no girls was coming. It was just all dudes. <laughs> so it ain't work. 
what I want to see more in the city. Like, just chill shit. Like, yeah. why I got to be all this big, you know what I mean? Chill the fuck out. Like, Stop playing the same radio songs. I do not want to yeah. hear Obama no more. <laughs> oh, hell no. Nah. They still play that? Yes. Gee. I'll never drop that once in my life. But I ain't that DJ, bro. Yeah. I want to hear Stevie Wonder. I want to hear shit niggas can do. I want to hear you like... I feel like good DJs, which is why I fuck with Slime, and I fuck with Benita, and I fuck with Lisa, and I fuck with hella people. Like, Don't be scared. One, you make me fuck with shit I didn't think I could fuck with. Benita always has the Afrobeat thing down. Like, Benita put so many niggas on in the city to this Afrobeat shit. Even though other niggas are, but thinking about our age group, our demographic, like, there's niggas out here putting niggas on, but you got to, like, inch niggas into it. Like, I'm not... I went to a really bad party at the Promontory one time. Literally, niggas was playing, like, reggae all night, G, but it was shit that niggas... Was it reggae night? It was... <laughs> Did you look at the flyer? Yeah, hold on now. You know, I'm possible Jamaica. Hey, Don't hey, be Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> hold Did you on just now. tweak and just show up at the promontory and thought you was going to get something else? No, I, uh... <laughs> You got to be able to split it up. Like, even, like, 90s parties, like, I realized that niggas not having 90s parties where you got to play 90s music the whole time unless it's, like, varied. I don't want to hear Montel Jordan, like, the whole night. I do not want to hear the same. <laughs> I mean, half these motherfuckers ain't going to play no 90s shit. They can't no. play no 90s music for more than 10 minutes. No, they can't. Like, think about, like, so many 90s songs niggas not thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. even that 104.3 radio station oh, failed man. all of us. Like, <laughs> they, they like, played the same Petey Pablo song yeah. every hour. And Ja Rule. Yeah. It was like, Ja Rule was the early 2000s. It's like, actually, we were here. Oh, you weren't it there, bro? Too. You weren't there? It was all Ja Rule, bro. All Ja Rule all the time. So I can't even fuck with Ja Rule because I just saw that. I just saw that. Fire shit. They, they are Dang. ruining that black woman life. That woman yeah. who that black woman that cooked. Yeah, oh my yeah, yeah, God, yeah. they're ruining her so, life. So real quick, anybody, from the, music anybody from the audience, any contributions? What are things that we need more in our spaces when, when we go out to make it more rewarding? Good music. We... Conversations. Conversations. What else we got? Boundaries. 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 Just a touch consensual, of consensual, consensual bump and grind. grind. Yeah. That is now an oxymoron. I think we uh we hey, we gonna <laughs> have a consensual bump and grind yeah, basement juke party. We gonna have a party this summer called consensual bump and grind. Let's get three right. more. What do we got? And you know what? I'm gonna add to that because I've been th- playing around with this idea, trademark. Um, that <laughs> that's uh, not how trademark. I got <laughs> It's gonna be but, a juke party. Don't yes, don't be look, busting in your pants. We gonna have juke party sheets, and you gonna tally up your jukes, and whoever has the most jukes at the end of the night gonna win a prize. You that's gonna make saying? it fucked up. Oh, I don't wow. want to go compete for jukes. You ain't got to, man. I don't want to compete. My 14 year old hey, anxiety at the ring is coming back good up. Good juke. I need one. Look, if you I didn't have real good juke etiquette. Like I didn't, I didn't know optional. how to you know, jump in there like that. Trial. I think no, that's a I didn't testament. Either. <laughs> I didn't how many either. jukes do you feel like give you the idea that you had a good time at a juke? One, one, yeah. If you one. get that one off, <laughs> I'm from the day where we we standing like you see, sorty, yeah, she dancing, yeah. Ooh, damn, I want to dance with her. Damn, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and y'all all gonna sit there like, yeah, I want to dance with her, dance with her, and one of y'all gonna dance with her and. That's it. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that was the juke party. That's the party. I went home, hella parties, ain't dance with nobody. Like, it was mostly a preparing to juke party. <laughs> All right. So transition before we get out of here. We got a couple more guests, surprise guests. One, two, three. All right. So our next special guest. Yeah. They've is, never been guests on the show before. It's us. Everybody make some noise. Guests. 
And since since we are guests, we are inviting up a special co-host to come close this out. This man is a comedian that has been traveling the world for 25 years. One of the funniest people ever in the world. And he's also my father. Everybody make some noise for Mr. Damon Williams. Woo. He got the bottle already. Okay. Hey, turn up. He brought the bottle. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey. <laughs> hey, I gotta say this first though. I'll be at the crib smoking hella weed, watching hella old stand-ups and shit. And y'all should be popping up. So this so this like surreal is crazy. It's another one of them times, like, hold on. Am I am I here? <laughs> this is me. Could it just be old and not hella old? <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. No. <laughs> I brought the bottle though, because you know I'm, I'm visiting and you know I, I'm teaching you, you don't come empty handed. Um, yeah, yeah. I got a joint in my pocket. Yeah. Period. Okay. But, but your mother is here. Bag. So where's, where, here, this is for you, dear. Yeah, hand that over shout there. Shout out to, to moms over yeah, there. Yeah. Look at cute. Everybody yeah. shout out to my mom. Mother's Day. Yeah, it's kind of awkward because that's how you got here. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Champagne right. is a good way to come through. Yeah, I feel like I if I had to be conceived, like a night where liquor was involved, I hope it was tequila or champagne. Yeah, this like is a good. It's good. a good thing y'all don't have no hard liquor up here because I would. You are psychic. I would ask some awkward questions. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. Based off what you heard tonight, any questions for us? Um, and it can be all. Is all it okay to say the word nigga? Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> because she said it a lot. Um, <laughs> No, no, I don't have a whole lot of questions. I'm, I'm an interviewer, but we we nonconformists, and I don't want to be under that type of pressure. <laughs> uh, but no, beyond the slime, how'd you get into the, the music game? Wow, go yeah. listen to episode ninety one. It really yeah. goes yeah. real far back because my my dad was real into all kind of music. He from Jamaica. He had all kind of reggae, all kind of like. Oh, that's when you got defensive over reggae. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had all kind of like that's public enemy, like that type of shit. He was real into that. Hella fair tapes, all that shit. So I really got up on it then. And then my big cousins, they played in a band. One played the drums, one played bass. So I used to go to their crib and just like sit in and fuck around on the mic when I could. And then I tricked some white people when I was in high school (laughs) because they just assumed that I could DJ and was like, they approached me to DJ some shit. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. I got records. I got records. I need a... you, I need you, look, you, up look front. And, you looked and smelled like a DJ. You had the exactly. weed on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took their money up front and I went and I got some shit and <laughs> pretended I knew how to DJ. Always get your money up front. Y'all. And that was it. Even if you sucked. I sucked. I played Drop It Like It's Hot 17 times. <laughs> you dropped it till it was cold? On vinyl. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not on vinyl. You hella old. On vinyl. So uh, the, the Ergo uh, podcast, how did that come about? We went to college together in Iowa, and we were both on the radio down there, and we did a show that uh, Damon and I put together. It was the first thing we ever did together, where we brought um, Jamila, No Name, and then Damon and his sister performed. It was 2014, I guess that was. It was the first thing we'd ever made together, and a fun collaboration once we were both here in the city and kind of traveling around each other and... I wanted to get back on the radio, and I know Damon did too, so we built the show up. But it's been fun watching it evolve now over four years and going back to the old clips and being like, we really thought we were good. 
<laughs> and we're not and continuing to grow and continuing to get better so that's how fun. I feel it with the, about the clips he probably been watching <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day um, they you want to add to that please I just want it to be seen <laughs> so, so I just nah, I on mean, the radio yeah exactly, exactly. I, I make bad choices no I mean I mean it was it was a few things right like wanting to have activity, right? Like wanting uh, a, a real space to be able to connect to all these people that I either have a relationship to or we're stuck in small talk, right? And so like say, hey, I got a radio show, come be on this platform would then allow us to go deeper, allow us to reflect on our, our connections or lack thereof. And then also I think what we really wanted is that, you know, the music scene was popping, the political scene was, was very dynamic and wanted to make a, a consistent contribution. And so, so that's what, you know, the show has been is us trying to contribute to movement into the spaces that we're connected to. Very nice, very nice. Um, between the, both of you can answer this question. What's been the most challenging thing about not only starting and maintaining, but continuing the mm-hmm. podcast? I think the most challenging part is also maybe the most rewarding part is the consistency of it. You know, it's a weekly show. And it, until like maybe two months ago, it's just been the two of us basically doing this with other people helping here and there. So that was hard, but I think what was beautiful about it is like we have both had our ups and downs and challenges and figuring out how to move through our early to mid twenties and figuring out the rest of our lives. And like this has been a consistent grounding thing that every Thursday at noon when it was live and even still now, like we have to have a conversation to share, you know, time of my life and in a world that like doesn't have a lot of consistency, it's been a really nice through line. Have y'all ever gotten a fight? Between the two of us? Yeah, just like creative shit. So it's funny you say that. So the first time, like, yeah, today, (laughs) today, earlier today, the airing of the grievances. So this is the first Ergo Live we're doing in the city. We've done them at a couple colleges, but we did these two showcases in the first year of the show. We got people who have been on Jasmine performed, uh, Def C performed, a bunch of other people. And I was kind of new to event production and just a slightly more high strung individual at the time. There was about maybe 45 minutes before the show start. And I could tell that Damon was getting very annoyed with me. Just like deeply annoyed with my level of anxiety. He just like... It got quiet on him. What would you say you said? I, I don't remember what I exactly... I know I hadn't eaten that day. We were doing too much. We like, oh, we also wanted to be a gallery. So we like invited visual artists and painted. And it was like, I need you to go get nails. And like on 53rd, we were at Silver Room. And so I just like, I was walking like four stores looking for a nail and hammer, and then they had one the whole time. So I don't think I said shit. I think I was just like, oh, I'm cursing with my dad. But <laughs> I just was quiet and tired and like needed to get some chicken. And then after that, we, we did the show. <laughs> See, that was the answer. Uh, this young lady, uh, I, I heard your-, your Jay Bambi. I didn't, I didn't know, and I didn't know how to- then, then, And that's why I helped. And I ain't mean to, you know, have the wrong construct or anything. <laughs> I'm hella old, I want no problems. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, how did you get into the artistry? No, nah, damn that. Tell me about the tarot cards. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, tarot led me into rap. So I feel okay. like I was already doing music, but the first time I read tarot, I was with Jamila Woods' um, mom, and they live in Beverly. So I live in, my mom lives in Beverly. So I went to Clisso all. You went to Clisso? Yes, G. Nigga, I went to Clisso. What the fuck? Nigga, no, you did that. <laughs> I, I was in detention all <laughs> I was in the Montessori program. Uh, <laughs> See, community, planning conversations thing. together, making the connection. Same thing. What? Are you saying? My brother went to Beverly Montessori. <laughs> I got into tarot because, I don't know, it just was brought to me. I was ready for it. So what's like, the darkest prediction you saw and, and it came true? I had to leave these niggas alone. Uh, and <laughs> I feel like... That's dark. The way I... <laughs> uh, 
the fact is that like I feel like Tarot never told me anything that I wasn't ready to hear. The first song ever, rap song I ever wrote was called Hermit Nine. And it was after the Hermit Tarot card, which talks about introspection and realizing that you need to like spend some time alone and sit in that aloneness. And I was with somebody who I was like emotionally abusing me and cheating on me. And like it was really hard for me to see myself outside of this person. I felt like distorted. Like I felt like I was not who I was. So I wrote this song about feeling like I was all alone and like swishes needing I I came with the swishes when misery needed company and like all these things I just wrote about because I need to get it out. And Tarot helped me like put feelings to that, you know? Let me get like two or three bars from the Herman Nine. Um if you remember. Depression got the munchies and it's eating at my body. Fuck around and made weed and worrying a fucking hobby. I be feeling out of place. My spirit feeling sort of gaudy. Got niggas trying to love me, waiting for me in the lobby. Hey. And if one more nigga try to stop you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Tara taught me how to love myself too and like tap into like sensuality in a way that I never would have thought it was because a lot of my sensuality and like a lot of, I think like spiritual women can relate to the fact that we're like very much so like not necessarily androgynous, but we're very well aware of everybody's emotions. So it does take you a little bit of being able to sit in many bodies at the same time. And a lot of times like niggas be fucking with me because I'm spiritual and they be like, oh, you putting me on, you making me realize shit about myself. Like, <laughs> and you just be like, look. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. I didn't know till you told me. Like, it's also like beautiful <laughs> to know that like you don't have to always like when you find the right people who love you and I've been blessed and grateful enough to find and have been in good relationships and like these people know that I have gifts and don't abuse it but they also don't challenge me when like I have a dream like I might have a dream and wake up and be like look you need to quit your job because they fucking with you and it doesn't have all the time but like I will have very strong visions me and Benita used to live together and we our rooms were right next to each other and she'll come to my room like nigga I had a dream about you. And I'd be like, damn, what the fuck was the dream? Like, you was going to do your hair this color. You was going to do this. And then my hair was that color or something was happening. Like, me and Slime talk about dreams all the time. Did I have a million dollars? Did I have a million dollars? Not this time. Not this time. But soon, soon. Where do you find tarot cards? Like, if I wanted to just go get tarot cards, I wouldn't know I will I would tell you one that I wouldn't want you just to go get tarot cards. I would no, want, I, but, but if you, I if wanted, wanted to, to just go get some tarot cards, uh, I have a right to get me some tarot cards. <laughs> So when where can I get me when some When is your birthday? Car? Before we go any further, when is your birthday? January oh, 9th. God, that's why. Hey, okay, January so 4th, we in this bitch. <laughs> yeah. I ain't believing none of this shit for real. Right. I, I hit Twitter. I said, hey, I got 200 It was something crazy. I got $200. Well, tell me my sign. Right? Right. Laughing. Why she tweet me? Drea tweet me. Google. Capricorn. $200. I said, is your birthday? Oh, y'all know I was playing. She, she, she ain't get no money. I said, I was playing. That's easy to find out. Bro. I was saying, it was a joke. All right, but, what we got to do now? We got to wrap up. Oh, so, wrap up. thank you to our, our special co host, Mr. Damon Williams, the first. Thank you to our, our very, very special guest, Jay Bambi and Green Slime. Thank you to ourselves, Kiss <laughs> and Damon. And thank you to you for being here. Make some noise to yourselves for making it outside. Hey. We getting out of here. Much love to the people. You can follow us at Ergo Radio. I'm at Ergo Kiss. Damon underscore AF. Oprah Gucci, Green Slime. Two Damon Williams Comedy. Get a t-shirt in the lobby. Thank you all so much for coming through. I ain't asked my ass eating question. <laughs> I ain't asked my ass eating question. Hey, Damon.
What's up, Kiss? I want you to meet my friend Miriam here. Hey, Miriam. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Miriam is my oldest friend in the world. The whole world. And she is a devoted podcast listener. Are you? I am. Oh, well, that's love. I don't even just, I don't mean our podcast. I just mean podcasts in general. Okay. I love podcasts. How, how do you usually find your podcast? What do you listen to them on? <sighs> the iTunes mm. app. Yeah, I know. Very basic. You're not thrilled with it? It isn't the best. Well, the good news is we actually have a recommendation for you. Oh, yeah? Well, Ergo is sponsored by Overcast. It's an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. Man, it's for the people. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it free in the app store where you get all the other things. That yeah. You, you going to check it out? Sounds amazing. Cool. We won you over. Look how effective this ad is. <gasps> yeah. Pay, pay us more money, folks. <laughs> that's that's advertising in action. You see? Works. <laughs> see, that's how good we are at selling things. We're doing this. Hey, yo, Harold, hit me up, man. I am an advocate and I can market your stuff because look how great we just marketed Overcast. We just gave an ad for them and an ad for us. I think it's time to get the fuck out of here. Let's do it. <laughs> 